Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Andy Murray, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Hello, and welcome to The Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph from the Fever Tree Championships at the Queen's Club. I'm Catherine Whitaker. I have been broadcasting for Amazon Prime all day long on what has been quite a day uh, of Fever Tree Championships action. Gigi Salmon alongside me as we sit courtside. The bubble is being inflated, which just, what, four or five hours ago was being played on by Andy Murray and Nick Kyrgios. Andy Murray's first professional match in 11 months, 341 days, is it? Not that we've all been counting. Uh, and he played remarkably well. It was a remarkably competitive match, but he lost it in the end to Nick Kyrgios, seven games to five in the third set. And, uh, well, we shouldn't dwell on this. It's only a footnote, really, but it was a double fault that, that uh, eventually cost him the match point. It's, uh, it's a, a wide-ranging question, Gigi, but what are your takeaways from that match? I think they can only be positives, can't they, for Andy Murray? I'm sure the competitor in him... Good evening and, and hello, by the way. We've only just really seen each other because you've been with Amazon all day and I've been scurrying around here picking up the bits and pieces. The, the, competitive, the competitor in Murray will be disappointed that he could have possibly got it done in two and he had that advantage and took the first set. But I think when you think of his pre-match interview saying, I haven't set any goals, there are no expectations, it can only be positives. He put his body through three sets he's going to feel it tomorrow but it's it's good pain that he's going to be feeling because he's back out on the court we saw a fist pumping we saw the fighter Andy Murray out there it was a good test against someone like Nick Kyrgios I, I think there can only be positives for Andy Murray to take away of course look he's a winner he wants to win every match but this was his first match back as you said so I think it, it's been a really positive day for Andy Murray we'll talk plenty about Nick Kyrgios as well but it should probably be pointed out that Nick Kyrgios was as keen to talk about Andy Murray and his comeback uh, as we are and uh, here is a little flavour of what Nick Kyrgios had to say about Andy Murray uh, and what he made of his performance after the match. On big points when I won them, I felt I almost felt bad if I showed any emotion. Like, I didn't really want to get into his grill at all. Um, with like other guys, like if I'm up 30, like 30 or and I win that point, I have a match point, I'm probably going to be psyched up. But, you know, I just, the whole time I was just like, 
it was kind of good to just see him back out there. But at the same, it was just it was a it was a very awkward match for me because I was thinking like the guy I played a match in a year and I was getting smoked in the first set. I was like, this is not going to be a good look if I lose this match. Um, yeah, it was, obviously I was, there was a lot of thoughts going out there. So I'm happy I pulled it through. But ultimately, I think just seeing him back out there without you know getting getting through a tough three. I mean, we played for like two and a half hours. So if tomorrow he pulls up good, then it's probably a success for him. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't anywhere near his highest level, but it was, I wasn't expecting anything less. I knew he was going to compete. I knew he was... I wasn't going to take him long to see the ball at all. I mean, he returned, I thought, unbelievable. Every time he got a racket on the ball, he made he made my serve back. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, his serve rhythm and all that will, will take time to come back. I just thought he maybe got a little bit nervous at times, you know, being back out on the match court. Um, I thought he was a bit... Um, in, in big moments, he played well, but he... I mean, every time I played him in the past, he's played it. Unbelievable. Um, on the big points, he's played really well. Today, I thought he might have got a little bit nervous. Like, he would have never doubled like, on match point then, like when I played him years ago. But, you know, that was his first match back. But he returns unbelievable. I think, I mean, everything's the same, really. It's just he's got to get matches under his belt. Hey, his backhand's money. Um, his returns, as I said, returns, backhand. Um, it's tough to really see. I mean, I mean, his movement seemed okay, but... It's, it's t- I mean, if the question is if he's going to be able to back it up day after day, and we'll see how it goes for him. But today, I think it's positive for him. So that's Nick Kyrgios worried that he was going to get smoked by a guy in his first professional match in 11 months in the first set. Then started playing his way into it. Sounds like he was troubled by, very ironically, a a hip problem throughout. Uh, very impressed with Murray's return of serve and backhand in particular. He said the nerves are understandable and the serve will come back with time that's his assessment and he knows probably better than well certainly either of us (laughs) it was really nice to get that assessment for it's it's quite rare that you get the opponent to come off and and they've just won giving quite a detailed assessment on someone that they've just beaten but such is the respect and they were chatting a little bit earlier in the players and they get on really really well and Kyrgios would have been as happy as anybody that Andy Murray was back there and out on court. It's his first victory over Andy Murray. How much he will take out of that because Murray was just returning. But uh, it was nice to see and hear his assessment and see how he was out on court. A really good victory for Nick Kyrgios to come through. He's another one of those. I know his box office. And I know people, you would pay to come and see him. But there are times you think, oh, no. He frustrates you, doesn't he, Gigi? He frustrates you. And, uh, And I absolutely know. He frustrates me at times as well. It's just I... I don't know. I make allowances for him because I sort of, and I realise that he has to do the things he he does to keep himself interested. But how long I, do you keep making these allowances for? I agree that he's box office. He's so. I think the frustrating thing is he's got more talent in his little finger than most people out there who have ever taken to a tennis court. But he knows that, doesn't he? He knows that. And then, but that's quite frustrating because you think, why don't you? I guess he, he just doesn't, doesn't know care about it as much as as people think he should. He's it's a job that he does for a living, maybe rather than a passion. Sometimes he's passionate, though, isn't he? He cared today. He cared about aspects of the match today. There we go, aspects. (laughs) He cared about aspects of the match today. Hey, he cared a lot about Andy Murray. He cared a lot about how Andy Murray was after the match. Yeah, of course. That was his first thought. In in his... uh, 
in immediate post-match interviews here. He did one with the BBC and one with Amazon. They said, oh, hey, feeling great win, great performance. Your first ever win at the Queen's Club. That needs to be pointed out. He's 0 for 3 coming into this match. He was 0 for 5 against Andy Murray. So it's actually a pretty big result for Nick Kyrgios. And he said, well, all I can think about is whether Andy's OK. Well, I just want to go and chat to him and check he's all right. He's a nice guy. And for people you speak to who have worked with him, and I've spoken to um, former coaches of his girlfriend, Isla Tomianovic, spent a lot of time around him. So he's a really nice guy. He's caring. He's kind, he's considerate, and you see all that and the foundation he's set up and he's really working and playing tennis to get money to put into the foundation. It's just sometimes on court, you just, oh, it's just, you'll still look for him on a schedule, but it sometimes gets very, very frustrating. But does he, just because he has all this talent, he doesn't owe anything to us. I mean, I, you know, we might have talents at things that we're not fulfilling. I could be a fantastic bassoonist. And you ever picked up a bassoon? No, I've never picked up a bassoon. But do you, do you just wondering where a bassoon came from? I don't know. I I have never picked up a bassoon, just to be clear. But I might have a fantastic bassooning talent that Quite I'm not possible. fulfilling currently. You might and do other less week. talented bassoonists that are that are you know plugging away, desperately trying to make <laughs> the best of the best of their limited bassoon talents, might feel resentful no he doesn't look he doesn't owe us anything and you would still if you're a tennis fan pay to watch him and you'll see him on his schedule and get excited as I do but there was just a little thing in the back of my mind when I saw this matchup very keen to see what Andy Murray looked back but there's a bit about Kyrgios going I, I, I don't know what we're going to get from Nick Kyrgios it's just getting to a point and I'm like I've said this too many times and it's of his own making and no he doesn't owe anyone anything it's just frustrating when you see someone with so much talent and they're out there on the court you just want them to realise it. You know David Law's theory, don't you? David Law's theory is that he cares too much, that he's afraid to let people know how much he cares. It's all not quite an act, but certainly he's got a front he's up. Protecting himself. Protecting himself, yeah. He doesn't want people to know exactly how much he cares. It could be It could be a little bit. It, it seems like he's quite a, a sensitive fella. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just frustrating. There was a, there was a time in the, in the second set, towards the end of the first, you thought, oh, this could go away really quickly. He's not interested. And the tweeners were coming left, right and centre, just all over the place. And you thought, really? And then the serves were going all over the place. And you just thought, not again. I think there's just too many times you feel that you've said with Nick Kyrgios, not again, when you know how well he can play. But as you say, he doesn't owe us anything. And if you see him on a schedule, you'll still head to the court to watch him. Just another few words on Andy Murray, because it is a huge story. Win or lose today, it was always going to be a huge story and yes okay he lost but I think the nature of the loss you know justifies a, a, us giving it um, the airtime and no doubt the airtime it'll get in the papers tomorrow as well he said incidentally he's not ruling out playing Eastbourne at this stage in fact he was pretty open I think in press considering it was you know what an hour an hour and a half after the match he said yeah that is definitely an option for me I need to see how I pull up physically he expects to be sore tomorrow how could he not be sore tomorrow it's a two hour 39 minute match but anyway uh, why don't we just hear from the man himself I thought I did okay I I, I certainly could have done some stuff better um, like beginning of the second set I thought my level at times was was good sometimes not so good um you know, serve at the end of the match. I, I didn't feel like I served particularly well in the third set, um, but I, I, you know, I did some good stuff um, as well. Um, you know, and you know, physically, I, I did okay as well. I didn't feel amazing physically. Like at the end, I was starting to tire a bit. You know, but it was, you know, it was a good test for me for first match in, in such a long time. I was quite emotional actually after my practice um, today because. 
well, I, I don't know ex- exactly why, but it was just sort of like it, it's it's come around kind of quite quickly as well um, from. <laughs> in terms of like where I was like four or five weeks ago to, to now um it's obviously been such a long time I was obviously really looking forward to playing a match um you know there's lots of well you know like players and um you know fans and stuff coming up and saying to me like it's great to see you back and you know can't wait to see you play and stuff so you know that was you know it was nice um and yeah, I was, I was I was emotional before the match. Once it once it got going, um, you know, I was okay. There was times where I was sort of thinking a little bit towards the end, like of of the match when I was getting close to the finish line, which you know maybe because it was my first match in a long time, and I obviously would have loved to have, have won. Um, you know, emotions kind of got in the way a, a little bit there. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good experience. So that's Andy Murray, disappointed, of course. The competitive juices were flowing out there. He'll never be able to turn that tap off, nor would he want to. I mean, that alone wins in matches and will continue to win in matches that he might not have any right to win. He'll always have that edge on most other players out there, won't he? So that'll help him haul himself over the line. But I don't know, it was a difficult match against Nick Kyrgios to to really get... I mean, it's all about the movement, isn't it, for Andy Murray? How able were we today do you think to gauge where his movement is at because sorry because you get no rhythm from from Nick Kyrgios no it's not like it was a baseline slog where he was back and forth all the time and from the movement we saw it look good you did feel the longer it went the more it would swing in favour of Nick Kyrgios not just because he's the player in form and has been playing but because Andy Murray hasn't had that competitive time on court and physically however fit he is and whatever he's been doing in the gym it's going to be tough the longer it went on but in terms of movement and I spoke to a couple of the journalists here and you spoke to a couple of spectators everyone seemed to agree that the movement seemed good there didn't seem to be any difficulty in the movement Andy Murray as you said it's going to be tough he said the glute especially but for anybody playing that first match on grass of the season the next day they're going to be sore in bits they never knew existed because that's the nature of switching the surfaces but it it, it looked okay you talked about the serve and Kyrgios touched on the serve that's going to come that's all practice but I'm no expert on the, the intricacies of the, the biomechanisms of biomechanisms of the body but he looked as if he was moving okay he didn't seem to be wincing he didn't seem to be pulling up which is something we get used to with Andy Murray so fingers crossed he's a little bit sore in the morning but nothing too serious and he can get back on the court he was one of two Brits that lost today, Dan Evans the other. He led 5-2 in the deciding set against Adrian Manorino, having won the second set six games to love. He received treatment on what looked like a hamstring injury late on in the first set, lost that, I think, six games to four, won the second six love, was 5-2 up in the third, ended up losing it. it by all accounts, he was pretty distraught and very understandably so. Yeah, he was in a winning position, but at the same time you could look at it and say he hasn't been in this type of situation for a long time. Coming back at the lower levels to work his way up and getting a wild card here, again you would say that there's lots of positives. He got a tricky player like Adrian Manorino. No, this isn't Manorino's best surface, but he got a player like Adrian Manorino in a position where he could have closed out the match. There's a little bit of slipping and sliding early on and he got he had words with Sharon Pine he wasn't happy with the surface and as you said he had a little bit of treatment of course he'll be disappointed anyone in that position will be but uh, it's easy isn't it for us to say sitting here with the microphone but he's got to surely be happy with the fact that he kept someone at that level right to the end 
on the ropes. He just couldn't cross the finish line, but that will come in time because he's got to get the matches back under his belt. Wimbledon wildcards, incidentally, get announced tomorrow or possibly today, depending on when you're listening to this. They will get announced on Wednesday. That is something we will cover in tomorrow's podcast. It will be very interesting to see what they do What's your feeling on that? with Dan Evans. I think a qualifying wildcard. What do you think? I think that would be a good compromise from the All yeah. England Club. It's a, to do it's, a, it's it's a, a helpful option it's to a, have. He's done really you... well coming back and he's played well, so this is an opportunity. But he's still got to come through the matches to get into the main draw. I, it would, I, I'd be a little bit surprised if it was straight into the main draw. We did have a British winner today, Carl Edmund. Very impressive, actually. It, it was a match that c- could easily have been held over until tomorrow. Once they, what time was it when they took to, to the court? About half past seven at least. It was pretty late. Um, because the matches had gone pretty long, obviously, in particular the Kyrgios-Murray match. And uh, when he found himself in a first set tie-break against Ryan Harrison, you're thinking, goodness me, this one's probably going to go the distance. They might not get done tonight. Last thing you want is to be coming back and, and playing on Wednesday, probably your only day off of the week. But he got the job done. His first first win on home soil as a British number one Gigi that must feel really good because a lot of whispers were that he was feeling a little bit nervous coming into this because this is his first grass court his first home season as a British number one and it does come with more pressure and it comes with more commitments and more people asking you to do things at tournaments press calls and photo photo shoots and there's the World Cup and he probably is getting photoshopped as well (laughs) he will hope not the athletes don't need to be photoshopped I think that's for a different podcast but he did feel he's a quiet guy he's a shy guy and I know he was feeling a little bit nervous about all the demands on him so I think everyone was trying to do their best just to keep him as relaxed as possible and it was a very good win out here on the centre court as British number one he won't be facing the British number three in the next round because Nick Kyrgios came through but a really good straight sets win and the thing is for Kyle Edmund this isn't his favourite surface, is it? It might be his favourite time of year in terms of enjoying being at home and playing at home, but this is probably the time of year when he limits his hopes the most. So you kind of expect British players to come into the the Wimbledon time of year, pre-Wimbledon events, and say, yeah, I'm so happy to be on the grass. This is exactly where I want to be. I look forward to this time of year uh, for, for the other 48 weeks. And look, he loves playing in front of a home crowd. I don't doubt that for a second. But in terms of his style, where he expects the most from himself... It ain't here. <laughs> it's not, as you say, probably if you asked him what he most likes about this time of year, it's probably he can sleep in his own bed. And, <laughs> and for, eat, eat at the restaurants he likes. That's eat what at he the restaurants he me. likes and, and be with family and friends and sleep in his own bed. And that's such a boost for these players because the season is so long and they are very, very rarely at home. But as you said, it, it's not the, it's the favoured service of, of Kyle Edmund, but he will have to deal moving forward going into Eastbourne, going into Wimbledon as being the top-ranked British player and with that comes pressure and expectation. Just to run you through with a few other results today. In fact, one result, well, a sort of a bizarre sequence of events with a match that took place on court one today. Milos Raonic defeated Yuki Bambri, a former junior world number one, a qualifier here, Yuki Bambri, did really well to come through qualifying. A beat Taylor Fritz in the final round. Raonic won, 6-1-3-1 by virtue of retirement from Bambri, who had his knee heavily strapped up, really was uh, suffering by the end of that match. Raonic looking in very fine fettle. That happened, I think that was the first match of the day on court one. So that match came to a conclusion around about 1pm. And then at about 7pm, we received the news that Milos Raonic was pulling out of the tournament due to a right pectoral injury, which I think is the same 
very coincidentally, injury that Serena Williams pulled out, <laughs> pulled out of the French Open with. Uh, so that's a, a slightly bizarre and very disappointing sequence of events there that Milos Raonic won't be able to gre- progress through to a match that we were so looking forward to for all of about 45 minutes when, <laughs> when we thought it was happening. Uh, Milos Raonic against defending champion Feliciano Lopez because Lopez came through an absolute corker against the fourth seed David Goffin. The score was... He came through in the third set, didn't he? It was 6-3, 6-7, 6-3. Very well played, Feliciano Lopez. And Gigi, you caught up with him afterwards. Feliciano, congratulations. Uh, a good win, your second top ten win of the year and a great way to kick off the defence of your title. Yeah, it's true. I mean, when I saw the draw, I was not so happy. <laughs> uh, knowing that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play David in the first round uh, and he was going to be so tough... Uh, I mean, even more uh, defending the title. No, you, you won just just one or two matches, you know, where you don't have to face a top ten player. And uh, but this this is this is Queens, you know. Every year they have uh, the best players in the draw. Last year was the same. I had to beat, you know, Dimitrov and uh, Berdych, Silic uh, in order to win the title. No, so uh, even though I was expecting to to play some. Some great players in the first round, not 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 the top five or six, but, but I'm very happy. I think I played great today, one of the best matches so far this year. It might not make a difference, but does it feel any different coming into a tournament where you're the defending champion? Does it really increase the pressure or not at all? It is, yeah, because uh, I'm starting the week with uh, 500 points less. Uh, it's a lot of pressure, but at the same time, it's a great feeling, no? Coming back to this beautiful tournament, you know, as a champion, it's an amazing feeling, and and yeah, I think um, there's there's no better way to start the, the tournament off, you know, beating David Goffin in the first round. I remember speaking to you last year after you had won the title. It was such an emotional week for you. How often do you think back to that week last year? Because you said it was the week of your career. It was probably the week of my career, together with uh, one or two more, you know, during 20 years of playing tennis. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's great memories. Uh, you, try to, you try to go back to those moments where you were playing great, when you were feeling these emotions, and you just try to bring them back this year again. No? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's very tough to do that, no? but this is what you try, no? when you have to defend the title. And I know I'm a good player on grass. Um, have a good good last week losing to Nick in the quarters, but playing good tennis. No, for the you know it's it's tough for the players to play to play in the grass. You know it's uh, it's from one year to the other we we don't feel the grass. It's uh, it's one year without playing in that surface, so that makes uh, uh, things uh, difficult. And uh, for me last week was a great week in in terms of you know uh, spending time on the grass, uh, winning matches and. I'm playing against Simon, Kyrgios, uh, very, very good players. And, uh, and uh, I came here with a lot of confidence, you know, knowing that I'm a good player on grass. But when I saw the draw, uh, I thought, wow, <laughs> it can go either way. And I think I played very good today. Otherwise, uh, I, I think I couldn't have, you know, couldn't, couldn't, you know, make it. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. He seemed to be in good spirits. I mean, he had a smile on his face. He likes being back here as defending champion. He spoke to us, didn't he, at the at the end of the tournament last year and he was so emotional about the whole thing and it's only his second as I also his second top 10 win of 2018 that is crazy isn't it that really I mean it's not been the best of years for him we know he's going to be Madrid tournament director come next year so this is likely his last year oh, on no, the I tour don't, don't tell him that no 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 no, 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 no. he's no. not saying it no not that word no 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 I think maybe I think maybe you can do a year as tournament director and playing, but I think beyond that, you've, you've really got to That's stop sort and of do. what he's doing now, though, isn't it? Well, no, because kind of Manolo Santana doing, yeah. was the figurehead slash yes. tournament director. Let's so I go think more with figurehead. If he I wanted think. to get away with it, I think he could do one more year as both. But then I think he'd really have to hang up the racket and, and focus on Madrid. He was probably for all of about 45 minutes really looking forward to getting back out on what would definitely have been a centre court match against Milos Raonic for his second round he's not going to have that moment surely you've got to be happy with a walkover yeah surely yeah but he loves this place he loves this tournament he would have relished the, he would have so looked forward I know he's still going to get to walk out do you want to play on centre court against Milos Raonic former finalist who could beat you would you like a walkover to the next round alright okay (laughs) taking the walkover (laughs) He's taking the walk over, he's putting his feet up, he's watching the football, he's having a lovely time in London. Uh, what else have we had today, Gigi? Jeremy Shardy. Of all the players on form in grass, he's probably got to be right up there at the top. He, what was he, a semi-finalist in Nottingham, a winner in Surbiton the week before. And now he's won through to the second round with a victory 6-2, 6-4 over Tim Smicek, a qualifier. Leo Meyer has knocked out our third seed, Kevin Anderson. That's a horrible result for Kevin Anderson, isn't it? 7-6, 4-6, 7-6. Now, I know that, you know, that's a knife edge, it's tiebreakers, but... Anderson wanted better. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially moving onto the grass. And I think, look, if you're really tall, the big server and says, well, you're going to win everything on grass and do really well. And Kevin Anderson will, I'm sure, be very, very disappointed with that result against Leon O'Mai, who's, who's not, known for his gra- not known for his grass court prowess. Julian Benito, a man who's rivaling Leighton Hewitt for not being able to retire abilities, <laughs> defeated Thomas Burdick. Why should he retire at the age of 37 when he's beating the eighth seed Thomas Burdick, 7-5, The woes continue for Thomas Burdick in 2018 and uh, we haven't even talked about the wins for Novak Djokovic and Grigor Dimitrov possibly because they feel like they happened 400 years ago as we sit here with the sun setting oh, well actually the I sun the set sun about set. about 400 <laughs> years ago but the, the light fading over the centre court and the bubble very much fully this inflated this is definitely nighttime. there now. is the low hum of uh, of merry members there's no raucous drunkenness it's all it's Tuesday night very I think pleasant. it's too early for raucous drunkenness yeah there's, there's happiness. There's happiness. There's contentment Tuesday all around. Happiness. But how about Novak Djokovic today, Gigi? That was statement tennis, I thought, from him. Yeah, it was, it was very clean tennis, wasn't it, against John Millman. John Millman, who came through the qualifying competition and said it was just sort of an honour. He said, yes, of course, the draw could have been easier and nicer, but at a tournament like this, it's, it's dangerous wherever you look. But Novak Djokovic was, he was in clinical form, wasn't he, getting the job done. And he looks and has looked very relaxed since he's been here. He hasn't been here since 2010 when he won the doubles title, finalist here in 2008. And, and he's looking... He's looking good, and people keep asking the question, can anyone rival Roger Federer at, at Wimbledon? And depending how the draw falls, maybe it can be. We did... Um, for ATP Tennis Radio, we did a time capsule at the start of the year in Australia, and we had to predict winners of all the Grand Slams, headlines of the year, next-gen winners. There was hundreds of questions. I've forgotten most of them, but I do remember tipping Novak Djokovic to win Wimbledon. I obviously Ooh. didn't know how the start of the year would or wouldn't go, but I'm starting to feel a little bit of... I'm not here stating he's going to win Wimbledon, but I'm feeling a little bit more positive than I did a few months ago. The Novak Djokovic that beat... John Millman today, 6-2-6-1, could very easily challenge at Wimbledon. It's just a question of whether he can maintain the consistency. Yeah. He's been so in and out, but I was very impressed with him today. A little bit less so by the second seed, Grigor Dimitrov. He came through 6-3, 6-7, 6-3, but I think he needs to up his game in the next round against Novak Djokovic. That match will be on Thursday, we have very, very limited time, Gigi, to whiz through the schedule for tomorrow. We open on the centre court with Francis Tierfo, uh, the next-gen star against Leo Meyer, the conqueror of Kevin Anderson. Stan Vavrinka against Sam Querrey, Marin Cilic against Gilles Muller. I wouldn't want to be a tennis ball in that one. And then, Gigi, on the centre court, Leighton Hewitt and Nick Kyrgios in doubles action against Pierre Hugobert and Nicolas Mahou. Now, Nick Kyrgios told us, uh, when did we speak to him? On, on Sunday or Monday? It was yesterday, wasn't it? It was yesterday that we spoke to him that he worries every time he gets called up to play with Leighton because he doesn't want to be responsible for him losing his last ever match because you just don't know when his last ever tour match is going to be he might never be able to retire well, when I brought up with Leighton Hewitt on media day and I said but you're playing a lot of doubles I thought you'd retired I didn't put it quite as bluntly as that and he said I never said I was retiring <laughs> from doubles so that sounds like a man who's got plenty more doubles matches left in him apparently you need to be very specific about what you're retiring from are you retiring from mixed doubles are you retiring from men's doubles uh, over on court one we also have uh, Daniel Medvedev against Jeremy Shardy that is the only the singles match of the day but Gigi I think we do just have time to hear from Stan Wawrinka because we've not had that much opportunity to talk about him perhaps because our expectations are lower for him on the grass but let's face it he was very good indeed in round number one and he plays the 2010 champion Sam Querrey tomorrow 
Stan, it's lovely to have you here. And I'm sure after everything you've been through, just so nice for you to be back out here competing and winning. Yes, no, it's great for sure, uh, especially here at the Queen's Club. Uh, was a great day today uh, on the court, sunny, a great match also, first match winning, so it's, uh, it's great, I'm really happy. Now, I don't know if it's going to change this year because you talked about still doing work on the fitness after the injury, but do you get time to explore London? Do you like exploring London? Uh, I, lo- I love London as a city. I always enjoy it. Uh, uh, during uh, during Wimbledon Queens, we I always rent a house for for a month, so we have a little bit more time. And uh, I had the chance also to play the World Tour final a few years, so it was always something different to stay in the city. Also, now I'm thinking though, with the World Cup on, you might not be sightseeing. You might be watching football. Switzerland against Brazil won all. Were you expecting anything from that match? I was uh, hoping for sure. <laughs> I think uh, I think it was great match to to play for sure. Uh, Brazil was big favorite on the on the on the match, uh, so I was uh, I was a little bit nervous uh, uh, when I saw that Brazil score uh, early in the match. But uh, they played really well, and it's a good start for Swiss. So how do you work things with matches and needing to see Switzerland play? Do you need to have a word with the tournament director? Do you need to be nice and smile at someone so they don't put you on a match that could clash with Switzerland playing? I'm always nice and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't change now, but uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm here to play tennis, so I'm focusing on that. And uh, luckily, lucky yesterday they were playing the night, so it was perfect. I think that was the right answer. Now this is going to be the very tough part of the interview. I'm going to hand you this glass of, of so. sticks. Okay. If you could pull out, we'll start with one. Okay. Read the question and give us your answer. And I apologise in advance for whatever's on them. Uh, what can you do that will surprise people? <laughs> I guess it's like a party trick. Do you have a party trick? A party trick? Maybe. Is there something you can do that you think, I never thought Stan would do that? <laughs> no, no, not of... Uh, I'm good to, to find good present for, present for people. So Are you? Like, yeah. Could be like like in general, they're happy when I offer them something for birthday. So you could be like a concierge service. We could yeah, come to you needing I'm good something. For that. To organize also things, I'm really good. I'm really good at organizing yes, things. Yes. Uh, we, for John Millman, his party trick is he can tie a knot in his tongue with a snake. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's well, good for him. And he's going to be doing apparently so. When he's going to do it? He's going to do it tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow morning around forward, 11 tomorrow. o'clock-ish? Yes. Yeah, we're going to film in the Players' Lounge. Perfect. Right, back into the, back into the cup. See another one? Yep, another couple, I think. <sighs> <laughs> what are you addicted to? Um, what's the, what's the I would wha- say my phone and coffee. Really? How yes. much coffee? Cause I can't imagine coffee is good for an athlete. Is coffee good no, for an athlete? It's, apparently it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> so how many coffees a day? No, no, I try to be to be okay now. I change a little bit. I, I stopped drinking too much, but four or five for sure. A day? Yeah. Wow. Okay, and the final stick? <laughs> uh, Stan? <laughs> who did the question? <laughs> what will you sing at karaoke? Uh, That's a brave uh, one to pick. Yeah, it's a good one, this one. Uh, I'm really bad singer, so I'm not going to do it now. So <gasps> don't even ask me after I say it. <laughs> but uh, French singer, like uh, Patrick Bruel. Was okay. my favorite when I was young. Charles Aznavour, something like that. Or? Uh, no, but it's good also. It's good also. Yeah. And you're not going to sing, but Stan, thank you very much, uh, and we wish thank you luck you. for this tournament and beyond. Thank you very much. So that was Stan Vavrinka with Gigi in very good spirits, I thought, and uh, yeah, maybe it sounds strange to think of him sneaking his way through anywhere. What with you know what a big name and star he is, but I think actually a run here would be a bit of a, a sneaky 
thing to do. Yeah, I, I think it would. I think it's a big difference that Magnus Norman is, is back with Stan. They were such a good partnership. Magnus Norman took a little bit of time off, did a few other things. So I think that's made a big difference. He talks about all the fitness work that he's doing. He says, you know, the knee's fine. I mean, you know, Stanford, he's very laid back. He's very relaxed. But he seems to be in good form. Talks about how much he loves London. He's enjoying the World Cup. He's trying to mix the World Cup. He said he smiles at everybody when he sees them. So this is this is a happy forever again. If he could have put a run together, as you say, no one's expecting it. No one's talking about it because of these attempted comebacks from the knee problem. But he had two weeks before this to really, really pound on that fitness and be in the gym. So we, we might get a, a few wins from Vavrinka leading into Wimbledon. That's for tomorrow. We will be back, Gigi, with another podcast then. Thank you very much once again for your company. We have been the Tennis Podcast brought to you in association with The Telegraph from day two of the Fever Tree Championships. It is broadcast on the BBC and, of course, on Amazon Prime Video. I'm very biased because I'm working for them and I think the coverage is absolutely brilliant. Uh, so make sure you check that out we've been the tennis podcast brought to you as I say in association with The Telegraph with our executive producers Triple S Melanie Bowes and TennisBalls.com with La Manga Club and with Charlie the Ferret and we'll be back tomorrow Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 